Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Are you ready for the Bible? Yes. All right, so let's, let's read Proverbs 10, verse... What is the verse, Phoebe? I didn't give you the verse. 10, 22. You're amazing, Phoebe. Thank you. My notes don't have it, so she had to figure it out. This is in the New American Standard Version. It says, It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. I love that version because it's this idea that God blesses, he adds no sorrow to it. He doesn't 90% bless you and 10% curse you. He blesses you. His blessing is a blessing. You don't have to wait for the other shoe to drop. Oh, there's a blessing. What's God going to do to me? Like, you don't have to walk that way with the Lord. He's got you. Amen? The blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for the opportunity to worship you today. God, if, if we went home right now, it's a good day. We worship you. We glorify you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. And just pray, Lord, as we get into your word today, that you'll open it up and that it will be rich for each person here, that there will be a meal for each person here in your word. I ask for the leading and empowerment of your spirit and to share what's in your heart. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so fair warning. I just want to be like totally transparent with you. I am in an unbelievably sappy S-A-P-P-Y, reflective mood. I mean, I'm just... So I got to tell you what happened. I, I um, recently went to a funeral, and it was a funeral of, for a grandmother and great-grandmother in a family that uh, I just cared so dearly about. The lady was 82 years old. And I'm sitting in this funeral, and everybody is sharing about her, and you know, the kind of a story that kind of came through in this funeral was... She had nothing materially, but she gave everything to everyone. And one person was saying, like, she would on Sunday morning bring me literally a rock that she had painted and say, I've painted a rock for you and give it to you. And she would, every grandchild and great-grandchild got a quilt that she handmade because apparently she had fabric in the basement. And so she's using the fabric in the basement, you know, and she's uh, making a, a chocolate pie for everyone every year. And just like, and it was the, the impact and the words of encouragement. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there and I'm going, man, that is a life well lived. And, you know, and the, the loss that they felt and, you know, how they're going to miss her and all of that, it just, just really ministered to me. And, y'all, you know, I've been to a lot of funerals. I've stood on this side of a lot of funerals. And I just was just so ministered to by this lady's life and the testimony of her family. And so that is... Um, kind of what I'm coming to you with normally, you know, it's just sometimes what impacts you, God works in you, and that ends up being the thing that I'm going to share with you. And so uh, hopefully it's uh, fresh bread for you as well. Uh, I want to read to you out of Genesis 2. The, the title of the message is Enjoy the Fruit. Would you say enjoy the fruit? Enjoy the fruit. Doesn't that sound good? Oh God, yes. Enjoy the fruit. <laughs> Genesis 2.15 says this. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. 
And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free. Ooh, that's a nice statement. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of the good and of evil. For when you eat it, eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I love this verse. Um, I will make a helper suitable for him. And I was like, man, that was a good idea, Lord. Because I knew Mike Hennigan needed a wife. I mean, he, he needed a good thing, and thank you, Jesus. You know, I, I'm so um, blessed when I read this story because there's so many ways and scenarios that God could have done this story. He could have made a bunch of bad trees and made one good one. Only eat from the good tree if you love me. But like just the, the beauty of just like, all right, here's all of this for you. You get to work this, this beautiful garden of Eden. You're going to extend this throughout the planet, if you will. And oh, by the way, there's like one, one tree. Just don't eat of that one tree because that one tree represents your will versus my will. That one tree versus, represents your way versus my way. That one tree represents whether or not you want to serve me and make me your God or if you want to take this life that I've given you and put it in your own hands and go your own way. There's only one there, but if you'd stay away from that tree, things are going to go well for you. If you don't stay away from there, you will die. You will be separated from me. And so we know the momentum of the story. We know where it goes and where it's headed. And uh, I think most of us are honest, and we would say, you know, we would, we would have done the same thing, right? I mean, I, I don't think I'm above that. But, you know, this story, before the fall, which is going to come shortly after this, things were good, right? Yeah. I mean, things were really good. This beautiful garden that God has created, all of this yes, 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 all of this, you've got Adam, you've got Eve, you've got the garden, you've got the Lord there. The Lord is walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I mean, this is a great scenario. And it reveals to me God's heart for us, that he has good plans for us, that he wants good. Sometimes I, I hear us saying things like, well, the Lord's, you know, he's really putting me through it and he's really beating me up and he's really, you know, just kind of grinding away at me and that kind of thing. And I know where we're coming from. He's, he's, he's asking you to die to your sinful self, right? And he's asking something, and that hurts, and I, and I get all that. But sometimes I hear it so much that I'm thinking, like, maybe you think God's perspective is, he's just trying to grind you all the time. Like, that's not the father that I know. He's a good, good father, right? I mean, he's such a good dad. And I just believe fundamentally that he has good plans for us. Now, you know, you, you know how this story goes, right? They eat the forbidden fruit. Sin enters the world. They have to leave the garden. Um, and everything just goes sideways, right? I mean, literally one of their sons murders his own brother. It's not pretty. The cost of sin is really high. And we're still learning that in life and society and as individuals that the cost of sin is high, right? It's pleasurable for a moment, but the cost of sin is high. Um, but it strikes me that they had so many good trees and they forsook it for the one tree. And yet God's intent was for them to enjoy all the other trees and everything that the garden had to offer. And as believers and 
as followers of Jesus, I think we should take an account of all the good trees that we get to enjoy because we've chosen to follow Jesus. I want to say that to you, to you again, okay? I, as believers, as followers of Jesus, we should take account of all of the good trees, the good fruit that God has provided because we've chosen to follow Jesus. And y'all, it's, it's only going to get better. There is, there is fruit that we get to eat now. There's kingdom that we get to enjoy now. There's a goodness of God that we get to enjoy now. And yes, life on this planet is difficult. Yes, there are trials. Yes, there are hardships. Yes, there are losses, devastating losses, but y'all, Psalm 100 and verse 5, for the Lord is good. It doesn't say it this way in your Bible, but I literally wrote it in my notes. The Lord is good. I mean, He's real good. And His love, it endures forever. And His faithfulness continues through all generations. That means it reaches you, it reaches me, it reaches our children, it reaches our children's children. Come on, the goodness of God, the endurance of God, the faithfulness of God, it just goes on. So I want to take a little bit of a moment here and just talk about some of the good things for us to remember that we get to enjoy now. I recognize we're not in heaven yet. And it's just going to get more better when we get to heaven. Um, even our grammar will improve when we get to heaven. <laughs> um, but we, there is fruit to enjoy now. First of all, we get to enjoy God. He's not far away. He's not hiding from you. His presence is so real and so tangible. He's so accessible. He's made it that way intentionally because he wants to be close to us. Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. There is a joy in loving God. There is a strength that comes to us in loving God. There is a joy in worshiping God. He's worthy of our worship. There is a joy in learning more about God because He is so wise. And can I, can I talk to everybody who's about my age and older? Can I, can I tell you that you know, one of the strengths as we get older is that, you know, that stability that God brings in your life? But I want to encourage you to not leave behind the passion. You know what I'm talking about? I, 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 was, I was talking to the Lord yesterday about this. I said, Lord, forgive me for how familiar I am with you in the wrong ways. And don't let me lose the wonder of how amazing you are, how good and how fresh you are. There's something right about as we're getting older, that stability that comes in your life. But don't lose your passion. Don't lose your wonder. You have not discovered everything there is to discover about God. There is more to know about Him. 
There is more to experience about him. There is more fruitfulness in your own heart and life. And there's more to see him do while we have breath on this planet. We get to enjoy our God. I love what it says in Psalm 84, verse 10. It says, better is one day in your courts, talking about the Lord, than a thousand days elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. I love this. I'd take one day over a thousand. I would take the lowest position rather than being in the inner court of the evil. Like I just being in his kingdom, I'm good. Better is one day in your court. Man, that is a revelation, a revelation of how good the people of God have it. I'll take any position. You just get me into the kingdom of God, Jesus, and, I, and, not, and out of the kingdom of darkness. Amen? We get to enjoy our God. I want to give you permission. When you wake up in the morning tomorrow, you're, you're uh, getting your coffee, your tea, your water, and you're, you're grabbing your Bible and that kind of thing. Just, just take a moment and enjoy Him. Just take a moment. God, you're good. You're good. We were talking about the prayer rooms at the beginning of the year, the quiet room, learning how to just like, just take a moment, just be thankful. Just take a moment and enjoy who he is. You already are good. So much of our relationship is around our doing and our being and, our, and what we need next and what's happening, and God cares about all that. But let's not forget to just take a minute. Second, you know, we, we also get to enjoy one another. Friendship is a gift. It's, you know, the ability to like demonstrate our love for one another and to receive love from one another. And there's so many ways that God has given us to show love to one another and to receive love, whether it's through, you know, gifts or, you know, quality time, just being with someone, an act of service or, you know, a high five or a hug or an encouraging word. There's so many ways that we can be a blessing to one another. And also there's this gift of marriage, right? God gives us this this beautiful relationship between a, a man and a woman to just to be one together and all of that. And, and you know, God's gift, one of his first gifts to Adam was he gave him Eve and vice versa. And that is, is a blessing. And if you are going through a tough time in your marriage, it's because the devil doesn't like it because it's what God created and he wants to tear it up. But I want to tell you, the grace of God is in your marriage and the grace of God is there for you. He's there for you. And you've got someone way stronger battling for you than he who's against you. Way, way stronger. Sorry, nothing happened when I did that. (laughs) You're like, I know where you're headed. You should see my fingers flex. Muscles on these babies. Third, y'all are fun, even when you're making fun of me. Um... Third, it's weird. It's like, I knew what you were thinking. <laughs> I don't want that prophetic knowledge. Leave that out. <laughs> Third, we get to enjoy God's provision and his prosperity. Third, 3 John 2 says this, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper. Would you say the word prosper? prosper. That you may prosper and be good in health just as your soul prospers. I was kind of curious about that word prosper. I know 
we're using the word prosper. I got it from the Bible. Okay, it's okay. But that word prosper, it means prosper, succeed, to have things turn out well. I don't know about you, but I like it when things turn out well. Um, but it's this picture of like going, the word that's used, it has to do with like when you're going along a path or you're on a journey and the journey goes well. Isn't that cool? Like a prosperous journey, a prosperous path that it may go along well with you. I love that prayer in 3 John, that you may prosper, that your soul may prosper. Come on. That your mind would be in good order, that you'd have peace and clarity in your mind. Can I hear amen? amen? That your heart would be in good order, that there would be joy and love in your heart, that you would have good health. Amen. That's in, in the Bible. You may have good health. Yeah, John prayed that we'd have good health because God cares about your physical condition. He made your physical body. He cares about it. Yeah. And so, I told you, I'm in like this sappy mood. Um, but I walked away from that funeral and I, and I, I was writing this message because it was just the thing that was in my heart to write. Um, the concept of just slowing down and enjoying, if you will, the trees, or enjoying the good fruit that is all around us in God's kingdom. Yeah, things are broken, and, and we still have fixing that needs to happen. But there's a lot of good fruit there now that we've got to take time and slow down and enjoy, and slow down and be intentional to just enjoy God. The amazing thing about enjoying God is you don't need anything. You don't need a certain song. You don't need a certain thing. You don't need to say a certain... You can just, at any moment, take a moment and just enjoy Him. I think that's one of the brilliance of His omnipresence is that you don't have to like go to a special place to get with God. He's with you already. What a gift that he, we, we can just be with Him at any time. But when I think about slowing down, it, it convicts me. I'm like, oh God, just help me more and more. To slow down. We used to talk all the time about like finding excuses and reasons to just pray. Like just pray, 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 pray. Just like find time to just like make excuses to just pray. Pray in the morning, pray at night, pray when you walk, pray when you like just pray, right? And I think, you know, as this thing about enjoying God is the permission to just take a moment. Maybe in the midst of the hardship that you're going through. Maybe if you you took it for a moment and said, God, I'm going to worship you by setting aside my hardship for a moment and just enjoying you. Yeah. You know, and when I say enjoy, like, like you enjoy a friendship, you enjoy a relationship, you enjoy a connection. You can enjoy God. Yeah. You can enjoy being close to him. Enjoy his goodness. Enjoy his love. Enjoy his presence. He, he can be enjoyed. I don't mean to dissipate at all his, the honor we have for him. But you can enjoy him. I think slowing down to be intentional with one another. I had somebody close to me this week say, hey, uh, you want to go out for breakfast? And the timing wasn't very good. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. I had already eaten. I had to be somewhere in an hour. And I was, I was actually writing this message. And it was somebody, you know, close to me. And I was like, I can't. Um, but my, I thought, but ask me again. Like, I wanted them to know. Like, I'm not saying I'm too busy for you. Ask me again, right? 
And so I kind of went about my things, and I, I did my meeting, and then I, I thought, I can fit lunch in. And so I text them, hey, let's do lunch. And, you know, and we did lunch. But, you know, just slowing down and enjoying one another with your kids, with your friends, with your family, like pausing and just taking a snapshot. You know what I'm talking about? Like that mental picture of who's in your life and the moment that they're in your life and that they'll never be in this season again and just enjoying that moment of the season that they're in in that moment and the journey, but taking time to pause because, y'all, the time is going by fast. So fast. And appreciating how important people are in your life and showing it. Slow down and, and take note of, of God's prosperity in your life and thank Him for it. Thank Him for what He has delivered you from. If you're following Jesus, He's delivered you from something, right? I mean, my list is pretty long. Um, thank Him for His protection. What are the ways that He protects us that we don't even see? Thank Him for His faithfulness. Thank Him for the the faithfulness that he has shown towards your family. Thank him for the provision that he's shown in your life. Thank him for the, the good health you have enjoyed, right? You know, sickness or not, you have enjoyed health somewhere, right? And, and on the balance, we're enjoying way more health than sickness or disease, right? And even though the battle and we're like, yes, Lord, for, uh, heal me and make me well and that kind of thing, there's a reality but that there is health that we have already enjoyed and do enjoy, Thank Him for the health you have and the health that you have enjoyed. Here's the thing. As we're reflecting, as we're slowing down, we have to also remember to protect the trees or protect the fruit. Good fruit needs to be cherished and it needs to be protected. There is still an enemy who is still prowling around who still wants to kill, steal, and destroy. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only. It's like his entire job description in one sentence. He only comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Y'all, he didn't want Adam and Eve to enjoy the fruit, and he don't want you to enjoy the fruit. But we are more awares, as I'm working on my grammar, we're more awares of the plan and the tactic. And so there should be a wisdom that there is somebody who wants to steal it and I need to protect the good stuff, protect the goodness of God in my life. And it takes wisdom to recognize the enemy's tactics and our weaknesses. I want to say that to you again. It takes wisdom to recognize the enemy's tactics and our own weaknesses. Because... Y'all, the way the enemy likes to work is he likes to know what your weakness is and exploit it. Yeah. He knows, oh man, I get this one real tired and I get them around their, their family and this happens and oh man, I just sit back and watch it blow up. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to talk about your family. Um, but he knows. He knows our weakness and he wants to exploit it. Oh, this one, they're selfish in that area. And if I can get them feeling, you know, sorry for themselves, they go to that selfish place and man, do they create some damage. Like that's, that's what's in the enemy's mind. He still wants to steal the good stuff from you. Yeah. 
And so we got to protect it. we got to protect our relationship with God. It's worthy to be protected, right? That means protect it from distraction. I mean, how many things in this world keep us away from fellowshipping with God, fellowshipping in church, fellowshipping uh, in my devotions and with one another? And there's so many things can pull me away from my fellowship with the Lord. And many of them are just distractions. Then there's a whole other category, which is condemnation and shame, right? I'm not good enough. I shouldn't even show up around the place. I shouldn't really talk to him because look at how bad I am. That shame and that condemnation, we keep ourselves away from the Lord. That is the enemy talking to you. God is not trying to condemn you. He is trying to save you. And so any voice in your heart that makes you run from the Lord is not him. Get mad at the devil. Um, we also got to protect our relationships with our family and friends and our coworkers. You know, the enemy, he'll use bitterness. He'll use unforgiveness. Sometimes um, to create, dis- he'll do simultaneously create distance and toxicness through bitterness and unforgiveness. Right now, I don't want to be around them, and I've got this toxic stew working inside of me. And the enemy's going, win, win. And the enemy will use busyness to distance us from the people that we love. Where I've just got too much going on. Uh, but I got to tell you, whatever you're working on, you ain't taking it to heaven with you. But the people around you, those are the things that endure. And that's the important thing. Amen? Like the one another, like that's really important. We got to protect God's provision and prosperity in our life as well. Um, the enemy uses confusion to steal our soundness of mind. The enemy uses double-mindedness to make us unstable. The enemy uses fear to steal our sense of safety and security. The enemy uses anxiety to steal from our, our peace of mind. God's word and God's Holy Spirit is provision for you. And he has a better word. He has a better thought pattern, a better, a, a healthier thing for us. We've got to realize the enemy wants to steal it, but God has provision for us. And, you know, we have, you know, the, talking about provision, you know, we will also ruin our own provision through poor stewardship, right? We can hurt our finances through poor stewardship. Am I talking to the right people? I think everybody in the room's made some mistakes, right? But you can also hurt your physical health by poor stewardship, right? There's some practical, not everything is the devil, right? Sometimes um, we've got to recognize, like, I've got this wonderful gift from the Lord, and I want to take care of it uh, for Him. And so here's my encouragement for you today, and I realize, like, I've gone super sappy, and I'm not promising anything for next week. I don't know. We'll see. I just might be in a sappy mood for a month or so. Who knows? Um, But here's my encouragement to you. Would you cherish the good things you have in God? Cherish the good stuff that you have. Cherish God. Cherish the people that you have in your life. They are your people. Some of you are going, ah, they are your people. You're not going to find better because we're all broken. So embrace your people. They are your people. There you go. Done. Settled. They are your people. (laughs) We are your people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
and cherish God's blessings in your life. Be thankful for what you have, for what you've given, what what he's already given you, for all the things that you enjoy. And I, I do believe that as we cherish it, we will protect it more. And as we cherish it, um, we will enjoy all the wonderful things that we have. In my mind, it's like those, those wonderful trees and provision that were in Eden, it's like he's put them all around us in this world, but it's in the midst of all the brokenness. And it's like a taste and see that the Lord is good, but actually it just gets better for us. But, you know, let's, you know, we live in a broken world, it's, you know, but... But we have so much to be thankful for. And I just want to encourage you to slow down and be thankful for it. And I want to encourage you today, if, if you haven't yourself taken that step with Jesus, to take that step. Maybe, maybe you're cool with Jesus, but you don't want him ruling your life. Um, I want to tell you today, that's just not how it works. Um, he'll be patient with you. He's not going to force you. But he wants all of your heart. He's, and for those of us who are believers, like he's not done. He wants all of your heart. He's worthy of all of your heart. But he's a good master. And I just want to tell you today, like, if, if you don't think of him as your master and think of him as your, as your Lord, I just want to encourage you to think more about it because he is so good, but you want, it's an all-in thing. It's all of your heart all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. He wants all of you. He created you. It's kind of like if you think you had a child and it's like, like, like I, well, I'm okay if the child only you know, loves me 50%. Like the father's like, no, I love you 100 200%. I want us in this together. And if you're in that place, I just want to tell you, go all in. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, I yield I yield control and give it to you. And I trust that your plan, your purpose for my life is good and that it's going to be a wonderful journey. Would you stand with me today? I'm going to close in prayer, but you know, today, if you want some prayer over something, maybe as I'm talking, you realize that there is a good fruit area in your life that the enemy is just messing with. And you're like, I need some prayer for this area of my life because I'm getting taken advantage of and the good thing I'm supposed to be enjoying, the enemy is tearing it up. As I close in prayer today, um, our prayer team is going to come up front. If you want prayer for something and just want to pray one-on-one with someone, they will pray with you and pray in faith. And uh, we just believe that God is a miracle-working God and that he can turn things around for you. Amen? Amen? All right, let's take a moment and pray. Jesus, thank you. Lord, we started... After worship today, we started with a communion. And we recognize that all of this provision, all of this good stuff is made available because of what you've done. And we honor what you've done. God, I pray for each of us, Lord, that um, there just be a deep, sincere appreciation for all of the good things that you've put in our lives. Even though in many areas they're not perfect, they are good and they are your blessing. And so, Lord, we just turn them back to you and we just say, thank you. Oh, you treat us so well. Would you give us wisdom against the enemy? Would you give us pause in our lives, uh, Lord, to enjoy, to appreciate, and to worship you for the goodness of what we have? Teach us to enjoy you more. Teach us 
to enjoy one another. Teach us, oh God, to be so thankful and appreciative for all the many, many, many provisions you make in our lives. We love you and we worship you. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.